See, now this time I didn't forget to switch to the actual camera. We're good, we're live. Hey everybody, welcome to the Pretty Sketchy Podcast number eight. I'm Corey and with me as always is acclaimed author and former X Factor second runner-up Michael Marshman. How are you, man? <laughs> oh yeah, I'm alright. <laughs> I didn't take the gold, but you know. Ah, you know, hey. Most, most of the time the, the runners-up have the better career anyway. That's right, but you were second runner-up, so... Uh, <laughs> you'll be forgotten about before next season bro just forget about it oh, well. <laughs> all right oh i just noticed that line's crooked so um okay so what we do at the start of every podcast is talk about what we're actually doing here because as kevin smith famously said and probably someone else said before him every podcast is someone's first podcast so people are probably tuning in going i don't know what these two dudes are doing and why they're doing it so uh what we do michael wrote an awesome comic book called homoko king and uh, I'm illustrating the, co- uh, the comic book and doing a lot of the work live on the stream. So you get to see how a comic book's made. Um, yeah. So I just thought it might be interesting to broadcast that to the world. See how it's made in the most unprofessional way. Probably. In the most unprofessional. This is how not to make a comic. <laughs> and also like how, how to like make the, it's, it's like the spaghetti and no, what was that? What, Chinese democracy of comic books. Yeah. <laughs> It's uh, Axel Rose is is uh, helping me out with this one. He's making sure that I don't get too ahead of myself. Um, he's, got, he's got Dr Pepper on speed dial. That's right, that's right. We're taking liberties with time per issue that is usually reserved for the greats in the genre, yeah. <laughs> like uh, Alan. But we're getting there because today we're up to uh, uh, page four of issue one. I mean, we're up to page four, but we still haven't completed a page. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Okay, I've still got some work to do on the other pages, but that's cool. That's cool because I'm starting to get my flow on now. I'm getting into the vibe of it and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, you know, Any hey, one day, one day, w- w- one day when we're both, when like I'm running Marvel and you're running DC down the track, <laughs> God, I don't want to run Marvel. Can I run DC with you? <laughs> uh, you have to run Marvel. That way we have to bag each other out. All right, cool. So yeah, Corey, the, that freaking cunt. The distinguished competition over there at DC. <laughs> um, yeah, no, you know, we, we can look back on these podcasts and, you know, if, if YouTube's still a thing. And be like, holy shit, <laughs> how did we ever get that done? You know, but that's all right. That's okay. All right. So uh, how you been, man? What's going on? Oh, man. My life is all over the place at the moment. Oh, you're telling um, me. <laughs> Hang on. I mean, I've got two words for you, man. I mean, I don't know what's going on personally, but Christmas trade in retail. Oh, yeah. Believe it or not, that. we actually have day jobs. I don't know if yeah. you, know, you can <laughs> figure that one out, but yeah. Define job. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god. Oh, that's right. I need my reference. There we go. Yeah. Well, so yeah, so what's going on, man? Oh, just, you know, the the struggles of everyday life. Mm-hmm. Especially, you know, like you said, during Christmas time with our jobs. Mm-hmm. Not exactly the greatest combination. On top of that, I got a call from my bank the other day telling me that my card was skimmed. Oh, re- dude. Yeah. <laughs> You're the last person on earth who needs that kind of shit right now. I know. Oh my God. So hang on. I didn't think you had any cash anyway. Like, what, what did that take? <laughs> a little bit, all right? Uh, no, they didn't take anything. My bank caught it before they took anything. But, oh, okay. That's cool. I, That's cool. I don't have a card for like a week or so. Oh, really? You need a new card? No, yeah. Shit. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, it's better than having a lot of cash and losing it, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. You know, better mm. to have loved it, lost it, never to have loved it all. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no way. All right. 
well uh, you know hopefully hopefully things will pick up and yeah yeah i mean you know, there's, there's been a lot of good with the bad so yeah that's all right yeah a lot of the good coming from pop culture itself mm-hmm. people throwing shit at me going hey this is coming out enjoy this I'm like i will when <laughs> i have money <laughs> oh my god yeah that's yeah. the thing i mean you know what i got the money i just don't have the time that's what's driving me crazy lately so we just need to swap lives for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, like, what's that? You know, wasn't there a movie about that? I'm <laughs> oh, pretty sure there were a few. Yeah, <laughs> there's usually one or two, yeah. Weekend of Bernie's, right? That's one uh, of them. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure that was it, yeah. Um, um, all right, so I guess the big news of the week, we should probably <laughs> broach that first of all, um, is, is something <laughs> that our backwards asses aren't across at all, is that Rogue One came out. And yeah. I mean, we, we haven't seen it. The midnight launch was what, last night? Yeah, yeah. Well, I woke up to like a slew of of very positive Facebook comments yeah. this morning. I saw I saw Carl's the thing was like believe the hype, and I'm like, man, yeah. you say that about every fucking movie you go see. So, yeah, but maybe it's good, man. <laughs> you, <know? laughs> you don't know. You weren't there. <laughs> I wasn't. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, obviously, you're talking. You're referring to uh, Carl from Defacast. Yes. Um, and and formerly our place of employment as well. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's it's interesting that it's it's just been so overwhelmingly positive, um, particularly when it could have very easily just people could have gone into it cynically, like the, you know, I mean, universally people were pretty happy with what Abrams did, um, yeah. whether whether it ticked all the boxes or not. I think everybody saw it for what it was, and that's essentially a, a Star Wars um, film. Yeah, but but like it was it was it was a reboot. I guess without using the term reboot because that's a dirty word, um, and it brought it brought everything back to square one, and we can now move forward. You know, and that, I think I think people appreciated that. They appreciated his his opt opting out of. Um, I won't say opting out of CGI because he used a shitload, but he opted out of using a lot of bad CGI. Uh, yeah. In in lieu of using um or unnecessary know, practical, CGI. practical effects. Yeah, yeah. So you know that that was a bonus and all this. So. I think people could have very easily gone, well, it's not JJ. This is the one where they could, you know, go back to a franchise that nobody wants. Mm. Um, and it doesn't appear that that's been the case, which is pretty good. Like, um, everybody's like, who's, who went and saw it. I mean, obviously everyone's seeing it with rose colored glasses because it's a Star Wars movie. They all saw it probably starting to show at like 1245 or 1am. If, if, uh, if history tells us anything about premieres. Yeah. I mean, the, the people that have seen it already are the people that really wanted to see it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hundred um, yeah. percent. I mean, if there, if there's any sort of negative reviews, they'll probably come within the next few days, I'd say, oh. or maybe maybe even like not not for like a couple of weeks. It, like, it's interesting that you bring that up because <laughs> I mean, do I have a review? Uh, you got to, dude. Someone posted this on Facebook the other day. Uh, Mike Speakman, who's a who's on my uh, Facebook. Um, hang on, where'd it go? He posted this article that was. It was by a guy called, hang on, it's just loading up, a guy called Richard Brody from... Oh, naming and shaming. Naming and shaming from The New Yorker, right? And I understand that their demographic isn't like... Us. Yeah, I mean, you know, <laughs> their core demographic. Okay, someone else linked another article, because everyone obviously in the comments was bitching about this dude. Um, and, and essentially, they linked another article that this dude wrote about like my favorite films of 2016. And the comment was like, it said, look, extra points if you have seen any of these films. 
because they're all super art house you know like this dude mm. isn't your typical popcorn fair kind of dude you know yeah. but let me just read you a couple of highlights from this lobotomized and depersonalized rogue one a star wars story oh i should say that the heading for this was um is it time to abandon the star wars franchise <laughs> um he said the latest entry uh you're gonna have to excuse my reading because he uses some big words <laughs> uh latest entry in the film franchise is a pure and perfect sorry i'm your placeives here um product that makes last year's flavor star wars the force awakens feel like an exemplar on uh, exemplar of hands-on humanistic warmth and dramatic intimacy sure abrams uh movie offered merely effectively packaged simulacra of such values um but at least he tried the director of rogue one gareth edwards has and this is where it gets amazing <laughs> has stepped into a what is it myth mythopoetic stew of half-baked and overcooked now i gotta put a pin in it right there how can something be half-baked and overcooked and, <laughs> okay. um okay hang on i gotta, I gotta get the flow of the sentence back okay uh, um, <laughs> I don't even know what this word is. Mythopoetic. Like, what the fuck? I don't know what that is. Stew of half baked and overcooked. A morass of pure, I'm oh, sorry, of pre instantly overanalyzed implications of such shuddering impact to the series fundamentalists that he lumbers through, seemingly stunned or constrained or cautious to the vanishing point of passivity. Uh, <laughs> and let's. And lets neither the characters nor the formidable cast of actors, nor even the special effects of which he has previously proved himself to be the master, come anywhere close to life. <sighs> um, I, I didn't catch any of that. To no, and and the thing is, like, there was people in the comments trying to dissect it and try and figure out what he was actually trying to say. Essentially, he was just saying it, it took a dump on the series, you know. Mm. Um, you know, blah, 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 blah. But it's just like, holy it shit. It sounded like he wasn't too crash hot on Force Awakens either. Yeah, no, he, he said, you know, that that by contrast is possible, is what he was yeah. getting at. You know, yeah. that that was, oh, holy shit. Um, hang on, where's this other link? I've got to find the link to the counter article. Here it is. And I mean, Jesus, just the wording of this headline alone. This is from a website called Deadspin. How the fuck high was this New Yorker guy when he wrote this Star Wars take. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my oh God. man. Um, listen, I'm not going to try and unpack and critique the bonkers Rogue One review published by the New Yorker's Richard Brody today. Uh, um, I do not even know where to begin. I'm just going to block quote some portions down below this paragraph and invite you to join me in making halting, inarticulate, baffled vocalizations on them. <laughs> <laughs> Here are some things Richard Brody wrote about a PG-13 space adventure movie about space good guys and space bad guys firing lasers at each other. <laughs> <laughs> and then it goes on to just block quote all of these, like, oh my God. Basically uh, what you said. What were I mean, you he, used, he uses the word, uh, this is a kind of corporate Kremlinology that would rightly take place of criticism in assessing the substance and tone of the movie. And then, and then, like his his response is his block quote. He's responding to each other. It was like it's just what? <laughs> There's none of the Shakespearean space politics. Oh, this is this is the fucking gold right here. <laughs> there is none of the Shakespearean space politics, enticingly florid dialogue, or um, experiential thrills of the best of George Lucas's Star Wars entries: Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith. 
Oh my god! It's what? like he, it's like he wants to be run out of the internet. Like, <laughs> just like, oh, oh my god. I'm convinced it's a joke. It, but it's the New Yorker. It's like, I mean, I get it. They're talking. That would be the ultimate joke. <laughs> um, hang on, I'll see if I can find this thing where it links to. Um, it links to another article. I mean, I won't, I won't go to that link, but just the way that this guy says, like, um, and this is just in in the comments. Uh, no, it must be somewhere else. But it basically just, you know, like it links to that other article where he's discussing, um, you know, the best movies of 2015, you know, and, and how, like, if you recognize any of these titles, you get the extra points because it's just super art house projects that probably never even made it to cinemas. They just, like, they shot it on film and you have to go to a location and they'll just run you the dailies and that's the film. Yeah. <laughs> um, but either way, like, if, I mean, come on, man. You know, I get you got a job to do and stuff, but can you just like, just accept the fact that it's maybe not in your wheelhouse and just rate it on the merit of what it is. Don't compare it to whatever, you know, art house film, the producers, uh, like the the studio has paid a vast sum of money to win the actor an Oscar for this year. You know, yeah. um, it's it's just, I mean, Hollywood's a big game. Uh, and and it is what it is, but this movie, I mean, it may not make a billion dollars, but it's going to make some serious bank just because of the Star Wars tag, and that's fair. But you know, this for everyone out there who turns their nose up to it, there's there's five thousand other people who are just stoked to be sitting in a cinema watching it. You know? Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's like just people who can't accept that need to just chill the fuck out. You know? Mm. Um, yeah. I mean, of course, I'm not saying people can't have an opinion on things but oh man that was just yeah like it, it would have been better if you just went yeah didn't like it <laughs> yeah yeah you may like it i didn't it was yeah. like to me comparing it to so much other great cinema that came out this year um it, it wasn't in my wheelhouse you know i have no doubt that there's going to be people walking out of the cinema with big smiles on their faces something like that you know like you can get away with something like that um yeah. but oh man just stop being such a hater dude you know mm. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm going to go watch it. I'll, I'm, I'm a massive Star Wars fan. Mm-hmm. Haven't had a defecast without the mention of Star Wars. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> somewhere in it. Yep. Um, I'll probably walk out of it, loving it. That's my initial sort of prediction, anyway. I don't, yeah. Who knows? I could walk out of it just going, yeah, didn't like it. It's, it's definitely not going to be my movie of the year. I oh, can tell of course you that not. Much. Like, we're not, we're not expecting it to be. We're expecting a cool Star Wars movie. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Do you know, exactly. that, that's 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 the vibe, you know? Like, like if, if I walk out going, yeah, that was cool, that's mm. it, like, done. You know? Yeah, that's it, all it, it needs. That's all it needs is just that. It's just like, holy shit, man, remember that time when the Wookiee did the thing? Yeah, dude, it was sick. Yeah, that's all. <laughs> like, if, if, it, if it ticks that box, I'm down, you know? <laughs> remember that Wookiee with a wizard dick? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, I'm I'm doing this cityscape. I should I, yeah I should mention um, what's going on with this page because um, this is a podcast about a comic book. So this is um, believe it or not, um, it's a um, it's it's a single page panel like a, it's like a splash page kind of thing of the cityscape of a city in ruins. Um, and I'm just trying to work out all the angles right now. So if you're wondering why I've only drawn like four lines on the page, it's because I'm trying to. Um, work out my vanishing points and things like we've gone into in great detail at other podcasts, but, um, 
Yeah, the problem is because it's so wide, um, the, the vanishing points travel way off the side of the page. Um, and I need to try and work out how to rein that back in a little bit. Um, yeah, but anyway, that's it. So, um, so uh, tell me about Last Guardian, man. As someone I've played, no, bearing in mind I've played uh, Ico or Ico, depending on who, who you talk to. Um, <laughs> and I haven't played Shadow of the Colossus, but I've seen a fair amount of gameplay and stuff. I get the vibe of that. How does this yeah. compare to that? Um, don't don't take this in a bad way, but it's probably the weakest of the three. Right on. Um, okay. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Having said that, I absolutely adored it. Right. Um, okay. That's good. Like, uh, uh, Fumito Ueda, who pretty much created these games, directed them. Mm-hmm. He's created, intentionally or not, a trilogy of games that are just, that will probably stand the test of time for me. Um, okay. pro- probably three of the most important games I'll ever play. Mm-hmm. Um, let me just say that Shadow of the Colossus is my number one favorite game of all time. Wow, okay. And it probably will be for a long time. And, like, something amazing has to come along like something that will change my life mm-hmm. would have to come along to knock that off i mean bef- before shadow for 10 years ocarina of time was sitting on my number one spot right okay another game uh, i haven't ever played man i really need to get <laughs> onto that one uh, it'd be hard to do it now i think i don't yeah. i don't think it's aged well um yeah. if you're okay. gonna play it play the 3ds version okay um but yeah for for a good 10 years that was sitting my number one then then i played shadow and i was just like this game is it's to me it's perfect see well here's the thing about shadow of the colossus that i never quite got um is you literally um you only fight bosses in that game am i right essentially yeah the only enemies are the the colossi yeah wow okay yeah there's 16 of them okay cool so but you're traveling between battle zones essentially yeah like you travel to different areas of the map each of them have their own sort of i want to say biome but sort of theme i guess um each boss in itself is a puzzle that you have to figure out how to beat um it's not so much i mean it is and it isn't about the enemies it's it's the game itself the atmosphere it creates and the the bond that you sort of have with like your only companion which is your horse aggro Mm-hmm. Um, which isn't a major part of it. It is like a small part and it, a small but important part, I suppose. I don't know. It's just something about it. The story is very minimal. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of it is left up to interpretation, which is the same with Eco and Last Guardian as well. He's very minimal with his storytelling, but it leaves so much more room for your imagination and for you to get so absorbed in these worlds I, I just think it's a stroke of genius. Um, okay. I don't think there's any games like that out there. None that I've seen anywhere. The closest you'll probably get is Dark Souls in terms of minimalist storytelling. Yep. But Dark Souls can also leave you pulling your hair out. Um, <clears throat> having said that, the the <laughs> keep going back to Shadow, but a lot of the, the puzzles, a lot of the bosses in Shadow... Oh, are so difficult to figure out your first time through. And once you do, you, you feel like you're such a fucking idiot. <laughs> Why didn't I think yeah, of this? But, but, but I mean, you've said that a lot about, um, about, uh, Dark Souls three, 
is that like yeah sure it's hard but if you, if if you're a fucking idiot I think was yeah the way like you so Dark Souls it. is difficult if you're stupid like oh, if yeah. you if you treat it like any other game I suppose basically mm-hmm. Dark the key to Dark Souls is take your time yeah uh, look at the enemies look at how they move how they attack when their openings are yeah and take advantage of it yeah That's see the th- here's the thing here's the thing about <laughs> that is honestly I'd I'd be shit at it because I don't take the time to do that. I'll, yeah. I'll sit there well, and I'll try and figure out the puzzle done. for five seconds. If I can't figure it out, then I'll just try and brute force my way through everything. Because <laughs> that's just how I roll with everything in my life. Yeah, you know? yeah. I mean, like, <laughs> that's the that's the approach most gamers take nowadays anyway, because yeah. a lot of gamers Well, Call of Duty short... has trained us to do that. Yeah. You like, know what I mean? You can like... alter the way you do it, but if you just keep pushing with the same philosophy... Um, yeah, that, you'll eventually it, make it through on just even on dumb luck, you know. Yeah, it's very twitch, you know. It's very mm. quick, very just rush in. Like you look at hack and slash games like Devil May Cry and or even like Dynasty Warriors and stuff like that. You just go in, and mash the freaking square button, and you win. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, like Dark Souls is nothing like that. It's very tactical and very you got to think about it and take your time. Yeah, which I think why a lot of the gaming community find it hard is because they're so used to that mashing X to win or mashing square to win or whatever. Yeah. The, the whole spoon. That, thing. Yeah. Yeah. When, when you get dropped into dark souls, you're like, oh, it's, it's not working. It's not working. And then mm-hmm. there's a reason it's not working. <laughs> um, but yeah, anyway, back to, back to last guardian. It is a phenomenal game. It, it's not without its faults. Um, yeah. Trico, the, the animal hybrid thing, um, amazing character in and of itself it's very independent you don't control him at all yeah uh, you, just you can you can issue commands like be like hey jump here or like leap up there so i can climb up you blah 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 but most of the time he's very much his own character and he is definitely a character he's <laughs> like uh, by the end of it i was i was in love with him i was just like man you're like the greatest thing ever <laughs> i i don't want you to to like leave me ever <laughs> like this this is not me like talking through the character this is just me going like don't ever leave me don't ever leave uh, me <laughs> um <laughs> we're best buddies but that's another thing you, need, you, you, you really need to get a dog man <laughs> i had a dog oh <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah that, that's another thing oeda does so well he he's so good at isolating his main characters and giving them one thing to hang on to yeah like with Eco, it was the the, the princess. I can't remember her name. It's like Norda or something. Um, with um, Wanda in Shadow of the Colossus, it was his horse Agro. Yeah. And with the Last Guardian, it was the boy. I don't think he has a name. Yeah, it's just uh, what was called the boy and Trico, mm-hmm. which is a very like a lot of his those three games have that theme of isolation but companionship and mm. bond forming. Um, but I think Last Guardian has that at the forefront whereas like stuff like shadow has the themes of like you know, what would a person what would you go through and how far would you go for the ones you love yeah like what would you do to yourself just to help someone that you love um mm. and i think eco goes back to more last guardian sort of area that companionship and getting through something with someone together yeah and yeah, I don't know. He's he's made a very well done trilogy of games where none of them are connected. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Um, spiritual uh, successes kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I guarantee you there's theorists out there connecting all three together somehow. I mean, when Shadow came out, people were connecting Eco to Shadow as well because, spoiler alert, at the end of Shadow, Wanda... <laughs> Spoilers! Yeah. yeah, for like a, what, 15-year-old game at this point. <laughs> oh, no, 10, 10, 11 years old, 11 years old. Um, Wanda, the main character, gets, I guess, sort of transformed into a baby with horns. Okay. Um, and that's what the main character in Ego was. He was a kid with horns, so they think that Wanda is like oh, a... Oh, yeah. Like a, uh, an ascendant of Ego. Yeah, but see, I mean, that, that could just be an artistic style choice. Yeah, that, that's what I think that's, it is. That's it. I mean, they're probably sitting around, in you know, at the studio going, oh boy, this is going to fuck with people's minds. Yeah, they're going to be stewing on this for years, man. Yeah, um, I mean, all, all three games have very similar artistic styles and artistic hmm. directions, like hmm. the very barren sort of lands of minimal life, the stoneworks, the... Just everything about them. They just yeah. have very similar sort of atmospheres. Yeah, the architecture, um, the atmosphere, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. But um, as I was saying, it, it's not a perfect game. There are moments. It's more control-wise than anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, like getting getting on Trico and climbing around him is very Shadow of the Colossus, very simple. Like I was used to that. Yep. I think I had a less of an issue with the controls because <laughs> I, I had I played saw, Shadow so much. I saw much. a great gif, sorry, the other day of this dude... Um, who climbed up, on, <clears throat> climbed up on top, um, climbed mm. around him, and old mate sort of turned around, and started climbing up the wall. And when he got yeah. to the top, he stopped there, and the kid just flung off into the, the ravine. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, well, oh god, that's real life, though, man. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it no, can happen. It could happen, yeah. Yeah, but see, that's one of the problems. Like, getting on Trico is fine. Getting off him is a mission. Oh, like, really? my god, yeah, because like uh, jumping onto Trico, you just press triangle, you jump, and you grab onto him. And you just climb around, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Getting down, uh, you either press circle or square. So, like, circles, like, let go, square is descend. And holy shit, man. Like, you you basically got to climb down him. Like, there's no quick way to get off him. Right, okay. Like, like, which can be very frustrating, especially with the way the pacing of the game is fairly slow. Um, Like, you take your time, you got to figure out puzzles and whatnot, and you just, like, when you've mentally figured out a puzzle... (laughs) <laughs> you um, jump onto it yeah you want to get onto it and to add on to that you got to get Trico to do what you want him to do which I believe IGN were like he won't always do it like he'll, he'll just flat out refuse mm-hmm. which I don't quite agree with like he doesn't flat out refuse it just it might take him a while to get what you're trying to do yeah, I, I mean, dude, like, he's like, a bit to, slow on the uptake to be perfectly honest I can sit here for like 45 minutes yelling at my dogs yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. They're not going to do jack shit unless yeah. they want to do it. You know, I think I think that's they might be missing the point there, and that's they were trying to make uh, Trico as realistic as possible. Yeah, I'm, I get that, but mm. to do it to the point where it takes away from the game, it's it's a bit of a a balancing act, I guess. Yeah, because like you, you don't you don't want to make a player frustrated beyond all hell over something that they can't control. Yeah, that's fair enough. Yeah, so. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, the thing is, like, the further we sort of travel into the realm of AI and stuff like that, and, you know, you'll be eventually playing games with AI. I mean, we already are, but I'm talking about, like... Like, really advanced AI. Yeah, really advanced AIs like and stuff like Turing that. Like, Turing test passing motherfuckers. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you know, I mean, that, that there's advantages to that, because you'll be able to tailor your gaming experience to your abilities. 
Mm. You know, they can they can alter the AI to suit. You're not playing against some random guy who's going to just trounce you. Yeah, they can they can they can become a learning process. They can sort of teach you from from a noob right through to an expert. You know, yeah. just by playing against you at the right level. Yeah, um, and, and things like that. <clears throat> but but that's that's the sort of things you're going to encounter if if the if the uh, um, opponent or character or whatever has a personality mm. then they're going to have personality traits that you don't find agreeable you know yeah um yeah. and that's, that's i mean just... i mean his, his ai wasn't that big of a problem for me i don't know if it was just me and i got lucky like mm. most of the time he would just do what i did there were a couple of times where i would I, I got frustrated um mainly because while i was playing it was during the day and it was very hot mm-hmm. so i'm just like sitting there sweating and frustrated <laughs> yeah so yeah just a little moody Uh, yeah pretty much but um yeah and i mean like the the controls themselves too like the main character is very he feels very weighty he's he pretty much controls the exact same way wanda does in shadow yep so i think once again i was lucky because i've played shadow so much that i just know how it feels and what the main character is going to do when i'm moving a certain way um I did complain a while ago that the camera was a bit slow mm. and I kept saying to myself, I'm going to go to the options, see if there's a way to make the camera faster. And I never did. Yeah. I finished, I finished the game and then I went to the options and then I was like, Oh, I can't speed the camera up. So. <laughs> Jesus. Well, that's not, that's not a pretty, that's not a very typical option though. Like that's not something that I would have gone looking for. Uh, um, it is, it is in a few games, but I think it's more in PC games where you can adjust mouse sensitivity. Yeah. Yeah. That's what <laughs> I mean, think but, I'm, I'm just used to that. So actual I'll camera just movements is a whole different ball game. Yeah. 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 But, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I loved it. I, I absolutely adored it. Um, Shadow still sits at my number one. Didn't quite trounce it. In fact, I'd probably struggle to put Last Card in my top ten, but that's not enough. to say it's not fantastic. You know, there's, I've played many, many games that aren't in my top ten, but, you know. Yeah, you'd, you'd thoroughly def- recommend def- them, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think Last of Us isn't even in my top ten, and that, that game is fucking phenomenal. Yeah, it, it'd be very close to my. Top you 10. you tend to like, and um, you know, uh, this is based on just what I've seen. You tend to like uh, very indie experiences a lot of the times. Think games that maybe aren't y- your typical fair. You know, the, the kind of things that we haven't got thirty thousand people all coming in asking for every day at work. You know. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I admire that. <laughs> I, I I ain't got time for that shit, but I admire that you do. <laughs> yeah, uh, like um, I don't. I think because I've been gaming for so long, I've seen it all. Yeah, I feel like I've seen it all. Yeah. Like that's why that's why I don't go near the CODs or anything, because you know I've I've played them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't need to play them again. And I'm constantly looking for something different. Yeah. Um, Ueda's games are are very much like that. Like he's made his games are the best example or your best ammo for trying to sell games as art. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. Um, especially I would, Shadow. I would agree Shadow with that. I mean, but... just just basically looking at it, you can see that, you know. Yeah, like they're they're definitely art forms. Which, funnily enough, I, I heard a couple of days ago. I think Shigeru Miyamoto was like, you know, video games aren't art. So I'm like, fuck you, buddy. What, you who's know, that? The Shigeru Miyamoto, the guy that created Mario. Dude made Mario. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Like, I think <laughs> and I mean, essentially, you could be like, like you, know, you can be like, well, fair enough, like, um. You know, he's come up with a cultural icon and stuff, and his opinion matters. But maybe he's not making art, but it doesn't mean other people aren't. Yeah. Do you know well, what I mean? I mean? He 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 is such a 
a foundation of the whole gaming industry because like he yeah. created Mario Link, yeah. um, fucking, you know, almost every Nintendo character, yeah, bar Kirby, I think. Yeah. But you know, like I think he's just he's from a different era when video games were very niche. Yeah. Um, and like he and he still makes those kind of games, you know, like games just for games sake. Yeah. But um, I think the the industry has evolved since then to be more of an art form than anything else. Well, so. I mean, look at something like okay, so platformers, right? You got the platforming game, you got Mario. Mm. Now compare that with say. Um, um, Limbo, mm-hmm. you know, and I mean, you could, okay, you could be cynical about it and say, well, Limbo is really just an art style, but boy, oh boy, does that game give you a feeling when you're playing it? You know, yeah, like, definitely. You yeah. either love it or you don't because it's creepy and scary and weird. Mm. Um, but it is what it is, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, you know, you could, you could sort of say, well, it's, it's basically the same as Mario, but it's not, well, one, there's no more puzzle solving, you know, that's, that's a key yeah. component, but, but. I mean, it's still just at its heart. It's just a platformer with a single character that's moving through the world, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Funny enough, I think the the game after Limbo that they did Inside does it even better. Yeah, I, know. I heard a lot of people talking about that, but I never got a chance to play it. Yeah, um, I highly recommend that. That's yeah, yeah. one of my that's one of my games of the year, to be honest. One of the front runners. Okay. Well, that's yeah. I I might have to give that a look a look in. Um. God damn. Buildings, dude, you got to come up with a way of having less buildings. <laughs> hey, she's going to be in a desert soon, all right? Relax. All right, good. Jesus Christ, man. Like, if there's one thing that I don't draw well, it's buildings. To be um, fair, she's going to go into the desert and find a building. <laughs> hey, if it's one building, I don't mind that so much, but a city is just a goddamn nightmare. Well, it is a very specific building. Yeah, cool. Like a temple sort of vibe or... Mate, have you read my fucking script at all? Um, yeah, but dude, it was a long time ago. You gotta give me some credit. It was a while back. The hospital. Um, oh, the, oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Very specific building. That makes sense. You, you're going to have fun soon. Cause like, I'm pretty much giving you free reign over what a lot of the mutants look like. Yeah, so you can just be like, yeah, just go nuts. Except dude, for the one. Figures, people, all that sort of shit. Like that's, that's my wheelhouse. But yeah. all this structural stuff, that's the Sean Murphy world. You know, like that's what he's good at. Should just leave it with him, you know. Um, well, tell you what you do: draw the characters, tweet him the photo, and be like, "Hey, can you finish this? Can you just whack some dudes in, like, just whack some buildings in the background? <laughs> whack some dudes, whack Jesus. some dudes off in the, in the background." <laughs> but <laughs> I mean, dude, I watched him. Like, I think I told you before, I watched him do it like a little clinic sort of thing with a bunch of what I assume were art students, or you know, comic art students or something, because they all seem to know his work really intimately. <laughs> This is and, the Sean Murphy, Murphy appreciation segment of the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, hey, you guys talk about Star Wars on your one, man. <laughs> give me some, give me a break. So, no, but, but it, it basically, he he just, as a demo, he was just sort of doing a, just a real general layout panel thing of like a cityscape in the background, um, yeah. a, a, a door at the, you know, um, into a bar or whatever. And just, he, he knocked it out in like, not even 10 minutes. Just with with a paintbrush and just like blah, 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 there you go that it's you know I mean generally I'd probably rough it out first and stuff I'm like fuck you man <laughs> <laughs> it's like better than anything I could ever hope to accomplish you know if given weeks to do one panel you know yeah um, and he's like yeah it looks okay yeah but oh, god damn it 
<laughs> it is what it is. You know, but what the is this is, Sean Murphy's number? I might give him a call. Yeah. Well, here's the, here's the thing, right? There's two types of people in the world. There's people who look at that and they throw their pencil down and they go, fuck this. I'm not, I can't do it. Yeah. Or there's people like me who obsess over that stuff and obsess over it and obsess over it until I can do it. Yeah. You know, um, you, you reach that level. Yeah. I've, I've just got to like, I, I need to absorb all of his work to understand how he works. That's, that's what influence is. That's what inspiration is. It's what, um, you know, and, and it's not about copying their work. It's about being able to look at their work and rationally go, okay, what's he doing that I'm not? Um, mm. And how can I use that in the way that I want to express myself? You yeah. Know? Um, it's like the first time anybody ever heard Eddie Van Halen two-handed tapping, you know, on his, on his guitar neck. Everyone lost their minds. It's a real simple technique anyone can use. And since then, a million people have done it in their music. And we're back. <laughs> wow, that was weird. Okay, sorry about that, guys. Had a bit of a laptop malfunction. Um, and I just dropped my ruler. Like a, like a consummate professional. Um, so happy. Yeah, oh, man. <laughs> Nothing but excitement here. Um, yeah, so I just had a bit of a computer technical difficulty where the thing just went poof and turned off. And uh, so what you get for running, like... Uh, uh, oh, hang on. Hang on. We may have lost the cameras. There we go. That's what you get for running, like... a. Uh, two 1080p cameras on a laptop <laughs> and a USB microphone as well. Um, and live streaming to the world. Okay. So hopefully it's not too bad out there. It should be, it looks like it's working pretty well. Okay. Sorry about that. Um, I've completely forgot what we were up to. What were we talking about? Um, something to do with shit. You know um, what? Let's move on to the next topic <laughs> okay. just to drive the listeners crazy. Um, I'm pretty sure I was halfway through like coming, like uh, illustrating a point, but that's, you know, they can figure it out themselves. Um, speaking of games, um, the one thing I wanted to talk about, and I, I know you haven't played it yet, um, is Watch Dogs 2. Yeah. Um, I was... Have you played it? I have, yeah. I've played it a, a fair amount, actually. Um, yeah. I wouldn't say I've done too much progress in the single player or anything like that, but I've definitely run around the city enough to sort of get a feel for the engine and and yeah. uh you know the, being, the mechanics and being able to compare it to other games and stuff it, it definitely has a gta feel to it mm-hmm. um gta 5 more than anything um but it seems what i wanted to talk about more so than the game itself was that they've really taken to heart the criticism you can tell that there's definitely um you know because we, we all know that watchdogs won while it wasn't a, a particularly bad game it wasn't anywhere near the standard people were expecting yeah i think that's just the best way to describe it yeah and, and i think it was it was one of these things where they've massively um over promised and under delivered yeah you know it was it was like I, what, I still think that they had a different plot well into development yeah and that they just sort of veered it off because if you play the plot play the story it goes into this whole human trafficking thing yeah and then it's just forgotten about, and it just goes to all this hacker bullshit. I'm like, uh, okay, so what about the human trafficking thing? Like, yeah, yeah, that seemed way more interesting. Well, I mean, okay, so they've basically left all that behind. Like, what was the Aiden was the name of the dude in the last yeah, one? Yeah, Aiden like, Pierce. Uh, he was um, definitely a guy with an agenda. He had a, a wasn't exactly a unique character either. <laughs> yeah. But but at least he had a, he had a raison d'etre, you know what I mean? He was like there was a reason for him to be doing what he was doing. 
Yeah. Um, whereas they've thrown all that out with this game and they've they've just called it what it is. And essentially you're you're a hacker, I think named Retro or something like that. And you um you get in with this hacker group, um DeadSec. DeadSec, yeah. And the idea is, and the, you know, I'll, I'll get onto this first, actually. You know what I found really interesting? When I first played Watch Dogs 1, and they're like, oh, the internet of everything. You know, like everything's connected. All the devices in the world are connected and shit. <clears throat> um, and I was thinking about that at the time going, no, that's a bit bullshit. <laughs> you know, like it's, it is what it is. Like I got a phone and everything, but you're talking about like, you know, um, like every device in the city is connected that you can hack into a cell phone. I'm like, that's, that's not going to happen. And then interestingly enough, they went through that spiel at the start of this game and they're like, the internet of everything's connected all the devices to the thing. And I'm thinking about it going, well, fuck yeah, they got, they got fridges <laughs> that can connect to the internet. <laughs> you know, pretty much everything now has a Wi-Fi chip in it. And it's yeah. like... A lot can change in two years. Yeah, the prophecies come true, you know? Yeah. Um, and I just, I found that really interesting, that connection, you know, but, but anyway, that that's neither here nor there. Um, it was... Um, you join this hacker group and, and there's there's not really the agenda you have is basically just whatever their agenda is which is um the idea is you go out and you do these stunts that are supposed to gain you notoriety and, and that 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 manifests in the form of likes so if you go out and you do some crazy stunt and hack something and destroy something or do whatever um all of the other hackers online are like these dudes are sick and they like your page and they like your thing and so what happens is when they like your stuff, they donate to you, um, you know, like cloud source um, bandwidth. Mm -hmm. And the more bandwidth you have as a group, um, the, the more you can take your stunts to the next level and the more you can push it. And, and, and the idea, the objective obviously is to get to the point where, where DeadSec has enough power, like computing power to do the really big hacks, the ones that matter. Yeah. Like get into governmental sort of stuff and, and things like that, as opposed to just like, you know, stealing a script from a movie set or whatever, you know? Um, and it, it throws out all of that whole personal story thing and it gets into, you, you're definitely part of the group. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, there's, there's probably a lot more character development going forward in the, in the storyline I haven't gotten to yet, but um, you know, relationship building and things like that. But at this stage, it's definitely, it's not one man's crusade. It's uh it's, you know, it's, it's, it's a lot more fun in that regard. It doesn't take itself way too seriously. Yeah. Um, you know, so I thought that was an interesting dynamic shift. Like they're not continuing the story of Aiden. They're just, they're going forward with a whole new idea of what, um, of, of what the, the game's about and what they want from it. And, and that in itself is what makes it a little <clears throat> bit more GTA, you know, um, hmm. it's all about getting out there and hustling essentially. It, it almost sounds like they, they added a touch of Sunset Overdrive to Watch Dogs. It really, you know what? I, I would definitely put it in there as a, as a, as a, not an influence, but definitely something that's, as a comparison there, you know? Mm. Um, and boy, did I like that game. I, you know what? I'm, I'm actually so more bummed than anyone, like anything else there out there that that game didn't get the acclaim that it deserves. You know? It got a claim, it just didn't get attention. Yeah, it's it, you're right, you're right. Everybody who who played it knows it's great. But yeah. it's one of those games, we had it in bundles and stuff, we were trying to sell it with consoles. And people, the first question they'd ask is like, can I swap the game? That, I don't like that game. It's like, you haven't played that game, dude. It's like you're a mother trying to say, look, 
try the vegetables. <laughs> it's like, I don't like vegetables. You've never tried it. Just eat it, you know? Yeah, yeah. And it, it, that was frustrating, um, particularly when I'd played the game and gone, holy shit, this game has everything, you know? Right down yeah. the sense of humor. I, I think I, I told you ages ago, I think I said, it should be illegal for games to be this fun. Exactly. It should. It, <laughs> like, it, my it, God. It, it doesn't work. It, it's like, it's too good. Yeah. Um, and, it, you know, I, I, I really... Like, Put like that the on the box humor. quote, by the, the way. The sense of humor was great. What was that? Put that on the box quote, by the way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, the sense of humor of the game was like, the, one of the first things you do, I don't know if you remember, but you're leaning up against a dumpster out the front of a gig or whatever, just before all the shit goes down. And you're mm. bored out of your skull. So he whips out his cell phone and starts playing, um, starts playing uh, Sunset Overdrive. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm like, that's real meta, you know? Um, and you know, it's a game for everyone too. Like it even has like, you can turn off the language and gore and have it yeah. PG, mm. a game for everyone, or you can turn it all back on and play it properly. <laughs> and it's bad. And I feel like they've, they've outdone themselves with diversity too. Like as much as you're playing in the same engine, they've been really creative with their level, like stage design, like how they're going to take you through each part of the story and not go over the same territory, you know, like mm. a whole new cast of characters will show up with each mission yeah, and, and yeah. or you'll stick with them for a couple of missions and then move on. Um, and they will have their own sort of situational kind of activities that you can do that don't follow the same mechanics. You yeah, know? yeah. There's always something interesting and new to do. Yeah. And they'll have their own stories. Exactly. Yeah. But like yeah. I, I was just hanging out with all the LARPers. Um, oh my God. That was the best man. Oh, I love the was, was, was the, oh, I can't remember his name. Uh, hardcore. <laughs> the, the, the Hodor, Hodor. Of the Hardcore Oh my god yeah, that, guy, that guy ruled Yeah <laughs> even, even like the respawning In that game Was always a pop culture reference Yeah Yeah like, like you, you roll out Of the DeLorean or Yeah You get dropped yeah. off and Yeah <laughs> I think there's a TARDIS In there somewhere Yeah Fucking uh, brilliant Dude You know what If anyone's listening Hasn't played that game Yeah Do yourself a favour Just do it you know, like, yeah. like find a what is it, like nineteen bucks or something? Yeah, Probably. Just go buy it. You know, if you um, know where we were, come see us. We'll fucking we'll give you a deal. <laughs> yeah. It was. It's genuinely mm. just good. You know, um, and it doesn't get nearly enough credit for being as good as it is. Yeah. So, yeah. But um, funnily enough, with with our Watch Dogs too, I feel like Ubisoft. They they did what I call an Assassin's Creed. They, they busted out an Assassin's Creed. All right, yeah, explain. Basically, did you have you played the Assassin's Creed games? Um, oh yeah, like the first one, maybe the second one. You know, and okay. bits and pieces of the others. Like I played a little bit of Black Flag and yeah, you know. Well, well, basically, Assassin's Creed One came out, and there was quite a bit of flair around that as well. A fair bit of hype, I think. Well, it was a mechanic um, we hadn't seen before. That that free running thing was a was a big deal back then. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, anyway, the the game came out and it it was underwhelming, I guess. Mm. Um didn't quite live up to the hype. I personally liked it. Um I think cuz I played it and I didn't I played it like a few years later to be honest and I I never really knew about it. I didn't get hyped over it blah blah blah. I played it, I enjoyed it. Um it was it did feel a little lacking. It does get repetitive after a while. Yeah. And you just feel like you're doing the same thing over and over. Mm-hmm. Um but then two came out, and two just completely changed the whole franchise. Like, just turned it around. Yeah. 
Um, amazing game, massive improvement, so much to do. Um, a much more interesting character and probably their best Assassin's Creed character they've had. Who, who was that again? <clears throat> Ezio. Oh, Ezio. Was he in number two? I thought he didn't come in three. Three, no, right? he's, he's, his first game was number two. Then in like they, right. to be fair, they went he's from, probably went to Italy. He's, he's probably the best character because he's the one that has the most games. Um, yeah, like that Brotherhood and Revelations. That was his yeah, whole yeah, story. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's being but, fleshed out a lot more. Oh, I'm losing my mic again. Hang on. Yeah. Uh, mic keeps coming off the table. <clears throat> but yeah, he um just just carry on like this is all going to plan. <laughs> Yeah, num- number two was just such a big, massive turnaround, and it's what gave the franchise its legs, I guess, and what gave it its its credibility. Uh, I feel like Watch Dogs 2 has done the same. Like, I haven't played it, but from what I've seen and from what I've heard from people, that's essentially what it's done. Yeah. I feel like they kind of did the same with Far Cry as well. Like, no one gave, gave a fuck about Far Cry mm. until at least 2. 2 got kind of popular, yeah, uh, kind of well-known, but then 3 came out and just fucking took everyone by you know surprise. what though I think they knew they were under something <clears throat> with that one as well because like they were putting yeah. Vars everywhere you know yeah. they, they knew that they had a great villain and a great story and all that and they just <clears throat> you know they had a great villain and they did fuck all with him yeah you, you, could, you could say that he's um, in the game for like 10 fucking minutes yeah but there was all a did you ever <clears throat> watch that Um, that, still a fantastic game though did you ever play that or watch that bonus featurette series Oh, with Lovin. What's his face in it? Yeah, yeah, yeah I saw that. <laughs> that was genius. <laughs> it was so good. He was such a douchebag. <laughs> Apparently, you can find his head in the. In you the can, scene. you can. Yeah, I, I, I think never... I might have found it. You go down to the beach, and he's just sitting there on the like the heads like under the bucket or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, Ubisoft. No, Ubisoft. <laughs> Sorry, it's a, it's a, it's a tick I have. <laughs> um, yeah, and then Far Cry 4 came out, and that had a great fucking villain as well. Yeah, although I don't think people took to him as well as Vars. Um, Which is odd, because like, I, I feel like Pagan Min was a much better villain. Yeah. Mainly because, like to me, a villain needs to have, have a presence yeah. throughout the story, and Vars really didn't. Yeah. He was there at the beginning, and he was there at the middle mm-hmm. when he died, and yeah. you found out the real villain was this fucking asshole that you don't give a shit about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They should have stuck. Hagen Min throughout the whole game, he was just constantly in your ear, constantly talking to you, constantly berating you, antagonizing you. Yeah. With with great dialogue, great voice acting, which was Troy Baker, mm-hmm. I believe. Who fuck me, I would probably suck off if he let me. <laughs> um, yeah, but what, yeah, would you, like... what would you do to show him your appreciation, though? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Showing what it means to be a power bottom. Yeah, oh my god! Because yeah, you—he's uh, capable of, of taking an enormous amount of power. No, <laughs> see, you got it backwards, man. His power bottom is capable of generating an enormous amount of power. <laughs> oh, I watched that the other day. <laughs> but yeah. Anyway, that, that was just me rambling. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Far Cry Four, great villain. Yeah, Far great. Cry Four. Yeah, good game. Good game in general. A game you can finish in ten minutes. You can, you know, I've never seen it. I'm going to have to I've look done. it up on YouTube, huh? I did it. Yeah? I, I made the mistake of doing it second because uh, I think I only had the one save file. Like oh. You can have the one save file in, in the PC version, Yeah. as far as I can tell anyway. And I finished the game. I was like, yeah, I'll go back and do a bunch of other stuff, but I'll, I'll do this first and I'll come back to that. And did the whole wait 
around for him to come back and then the game finished and then wrote, wrote my save over <laughs> wrote oh my, my save God. like eh, if i get done you now. burned it <laughs> it's, it's gone the now before, the, before that happened but you know yeah God damn, man well that's what you yeah. get man for yeah. being invested in video games yeah speaking of troy baker mm. last of us 2 oh yes now Which... uh We've, apparently, we've been trying to there do was a trailer. I didn't, like... I didn't see it online anywhere. <laughs> we've been trying to do this podcast for like the last two weeks now, I think. Yep. And this is our first chance to really do it. You've been chanting the bit to talk about this goddamn trailer. And to be fair, it, it's a winner. It is. It's such a massive winner. Um, the only reason I really want to talk about it is because I have a, a fairly unique perspective well, not really perspective, but a, a, a unique story, I guess. Um, Last of Us 1 is such a great game. It's very... It's one of those games, like I, I mentioned it before, you know, phenomenal game. Um, it's one of those games that will stay with me forever. Yeah. Because uh, I'm, I'm such a big fan of storytelling. Yeah. And I, I love when you have a cinematic game that has such a great story to go with it. Mm-hmm. like great characters great everything like visually it looks brilliant um i am more of an indie sort of gamer but this this is one of those triple a titles that is just i won't be forgetting it anytime it has soon. the heart of an indie game <laughs> oh, i wouldn't say that <laughs> um but yeah the, the first 20 minutes of the last of us is one of the most unforgettable 20 minutes of my life oh yeah it's dude that was bullshit like, holy shit i still not to overuse a internet meme, but I cry every time. It was pretty breathtakingly like emotional, that's for sure. Yeah, like I've shown people that first 20 minutes, people that don't even play games, hmm. um, like not, not even like big movie buffs or anything, and they've just gone, wow, like holy shit. Yeah, you know, you, was... you, know you were getting into something <clears throat> different. Yeah, you know, definitely. and that that was what was important about it. You're like, this is not your average game, you know. Mm. Like the fact that they were brave enough to just start out just with a young girl roaming around a house. Yeah, you know? like I mean, it could have you could have very easily just had a whole bunch of people just see that and just go bullshit. Like that yeah. was actually one of the problems I had with the which uh, was Assassin's Creed. Can't remember which one it was, but you start off like you do one or two things, and then suddenly you're a kid running around like a castle, a mansion, or something. Um, like a what would you call it? like a I don't know a facility place anyway and it was like, like I don't want to be a kid I want to go around jump off buildings <laughs> and stab pricks in the neck you know yeah. um, but th- that game you know being a little girl running around looking for your dad or whatever she was doing was just like yeah yeah no this is cool I'm into this you know yeah they they could have very easily just started with the opening credits of mm-hmm. that game yeah. like giving you the backstory of what happened blah 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 but to do that set a great precedent for what was to come yeah and boy did it deliver like my god did you ever finish it uh i don't believe i did yeah and it's it's one of my big regrets don't get me wrong yeah yeah Uh, if you ever can just do it um near the near the end of the game has one of the best moments in a video game i've ever seen which you probably already know it's the giraffe scene which I'm guessing you don't know. Nope. <laughs> I don't know about no giraffe. That's for sure. Okay. All right. Well, there's a giraffe scene. Okay. Fucking amazing. <laughs> Suffice to say, it's a good giraffe scene. Yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> um, 
yeah anyway the the that that's how my story starts when i finished the game whatever loved it blah 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 i've played through it multiple times and a little while ago i think naughty dog announced that they were going to make the last of us 2 mm-hmm. and i my reaction was no don't do it oh, don't wow. okay. don't make the last of us 2 because joel and ellie's story was done yeah uh, it, it was a little open-ended like Joel may have lied to her about something which could, you know, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, um, to me, their story was done. I was like, don't make it. If you're going to make it, don't make it about Joel and Ellie. Give yeah, us like brand, new, brand new characters in the same world, just something completely different, separate from them. Because I think because I just got so attached to them. Yeah. Just so scared that you're going to do something unnecessary. Just for a quick buck, I guess. Yeah, I Naughty Dog's not like that. I mean, no. I suppose I could <laughs> say Uncharted 4 was exactly that. Mm. Stupid fucking unnecessary game. Um, really? Yes. Oh my I, God, I still I hold it. that opinion. Like, wow. the best part about that game was after you finish it and you play as Nate and Elena's daughter. Yeah. Wow, okay. You could have just made that, made a fucking 20-minute game about that, I would have been happy. <laughs> but to introduce a fucking brother we've never heard of for three games, yeah. just to have Troy oh, Baker... Okay. Up yeah, again, that was interesting, yeah. Like, like go fuck yourself. Mm. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. I loved it, but that's, you know, like I said, everyone's entitled to their opinion. Yeah, yeah, I know. As long, um, as, I, as, long, I, as, well as, long as it's not hating for hating's sake, like, you seem to have some really logical reasons for not liking it. Um, yeah. And I'm and I'm down with that, you know. But don't just shit on it because you're too good for it, you know. That's 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 what I was getting at before. Yeah. 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 Anyway, like um, Joel and Ellie's story's done. Don't make it about them. Mm. I was of that opinion the whole way. Then the trailer dropped. Yeah. <laughs> I watched that trailer and I was like, I'm so fucking in. Yeah. yeah they're getting the gang God. back together, man. Yeah. That's, and... that's what it felt like. It was like, yep. Yep, they they know what they're doing. I'm gonna just let them run with it. Yeah, exactly. I'm just like I. Sorry, I doubted you. <laughs> just do what you do. There's a reason Naughty Dog is fucking Naughty Dog. Yep. Like they are one of those rare companies that can constantly just shit out gold. Yeah. And not feel like it's been overdone. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like they have a good formula because like the PS1 they released Crash Bandicoot. They had Crash Bandicoot on the PS1, mm-hmm. and then the PS2 came out, and they sort of moved on from Crash and went to Jack and Daxter. Yeah. They made the Jack and Daxter games, and they sort of left that behind when the PS3 came out, and they made the Uncharted games. Yeah. Uncharted 4 is a bit of an anomaly, because that's the I think that's the only game that they've sort of kept going with once a new console has come out. Yeah, right, yeah. Uh, but, you know, I like to... I would like to try and forget Uncharted 4, so... Mm. Yeah. yeah anyway, The Last of Us seems to be the one that's overlapping. Like, Last of Us 1 came out on the PS3, and yeah. number 2 is on the PS4, but, you know. But yeah, anyway, that that trailer, my God. the. Do you know if that song was, like, an actual legit song, or was it original? It has I, to be, like... I honestly don't song. know. I honestly don't know. It was... Because, um... like, if that's an original song, that's fucking brilliant. Yeah, and it, it just fits the vibe perfectly. You know? Yeah. Like, it's just yeah. really well written. Um. <laughs> And uh, that's, you know what? That brings me back to my Naomi Kyle uh, tweet interaction. <laughs> <Awesome>. <laughs> What's it with me? I've just always got these interactions with people on Twitter. 
Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, that was exactly what I was saying. Like, she was like, oh, I'm going to go watch the trailer now. Everyone else is watching it. I'm going to get to it. And, um, and she came back and said, wow, you know, that was great or whatever. And I said, well, you know, gaming aside, it's a brilliant piece of digital art, like 3D digital art. Oh yeah, like, remarkable. Like uh, better than anything anybody's probably ever seen up to this point. Yeah. Um, and and a pretty catchy song too. And she liked that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Which is just totally completely true. Like the amount of detail in that trailer. Even just the hand, like when she does that thing at the start, you may not have noticed it. Yeah, oh, when she stretches the fingers, like gets like that, and you know, yeah. it just everything about it is and just the the, the slight like, shake in her hands too. You could tell mm. that she she had just done something yeah uh, which is evidenced by the by the rest of the trailer yeah what's happening <laughs> in the other room you know yeah yeah um I, I remember watching the trailer and like me being in the idiot that i am or you know if i'm kind of bored i just read comments on the yeah. videos oh my god um youtube comment section stay away from there yeah and uh a lot of people were just like uh, a lot of people had the theory that joel may be dead yep the the whole game like the yeah, I, I heard something like along those a, a lot of people were like, just look at the way, like the the way the conversation flows in the trailer. Like, you know, he's like, you know, hey there, kiddo, you're really going to go through with this, mm-hmm. and she she doesn't really say yes, I am or no, I'm not. Yeah, she just says I'm going to kill every last one of them. Yeah, so that, she doesn't that, res- respond to him. Not necessarily. Yeah, it's yeah, more right. like she she could be talking to herself, and it doesn't seem like she looks directly at Joel. Maybe at the last second she does, because like she's sort of looking off in the distance, and then her eyes shift. Yeah. towards where the door might be but yeah a lot of people think that she's going to kill all the people that were responsible for joel's death yeah fair uh, enough. joel might be in there the whole game but just as a figment of her imagination or as a conscience and whatnot well, that, and that, she'll, she'll be the playable character yeah, yeah. if it if that's the case i feel like it's been spoiled for me already like that would actually be a pretty cool twist yeah, yeah. but I, I really hope it's not now Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I really hope it's something different, and that Joel is alive and well, and they have their own story. Yeah, yeah. To continue on, but, yeah. Mm. It's kind of funny. Like I, I got Logan vibes from it, but Logan, the Logan trailer gave me Last of Us vibes. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah they've definitely like. I mean, they may not not be aware of each other, but it, there's definitely a vibe going on there. Maybe it's just the flavor of the month, you know, that that sort of style of storytelling. Well, if it is, it's, it's not many people are picking up on that flavor. It's, it only seems to be those two, and they're both pretty well established yeah. franchises. Um, first time Logan's taken it in that direction, but for sure, yeah. yeah. I mean that that sort of style's been around for ages. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, um, yeah. That 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 was my unique sort of story on the whole thing. The fact that like I didn't want it to happen, mm. and, then and then seeing and then this trailer, you're like, nah. just totally I'm good i'm in do it yeah completely flipping yeah like I, I i didn't think anything would change my mind on that regardless and <laughs> i was proven completely wrong what about what about the uh spider-man trailer that was the other big thing that dropped this week uh or maybe last week now that i think about it um, well to be fair there, there were a few trailers that dropped last week yeah. there was the spider-man trailer the new planet of the apes trailer dropped as well i don't know if i've watched that one actually um oh <laughs> If you want to see Woody Harrelson as intense as he's ever been. Oh, wait, maybe I did. I, I remember seeing him in something. Um, so, yeah, maybe I did watch it. And another trailer dropped. A uh, new Assassin's Creed trailer dropped. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. I mean, to be honest, I'm not totally fussed on that movie. I mean, I know... What, when does it come out? New Year's Day or uh, Boxing Day or something? 
Uh, New Year's Day. I'm yeah. I'm cautiously optimistic. Yeah. Um, I, I'm sure I... it'll be good, but like I just I don't I'm not invested enough in the franchise to be champing at the bit. And I know there's plenty of dudes out there with like um, Assassin's Creed tattoos and stuff like that who are probably just tripping balls right now. But uh, <laughs> it's it's just like yeah, all right, it's a movie. It's yeah. going to come out, you know. Yeah. Funnily enough, out of those three trailers, it was the Assassin's Creed one that got me most excited. Oh, right on. Um, the Spider-Man trailer watched, I think we watched it for the first time together. Mm. Um, that's right. We did too. Yeah. A special little moment. <laughs> we, we had a little bit of a discussion and I, I, it, it looks good. I'll, I'll go watch it, but I'm not super excited about it. It seems very Disney yeah. to me. Like it, it feels like Disney's got their hands all over it. And like you look at the other Marvel movies, like, okay, yeah, there's, elements of that there there's fingerprints yep but this one seems very very disney to me yeah i, I which, think it I is, think, it I is think aimed which, at a young audience yeah that's sure. pretty much what you said when we watched it like you know this is this seems like something disney would have their hands on yeah very much because mainly because of the character himself and his initial and current demographic i yeah. suppose well i mean it's, it's one of those things isn't it like you, you can't expect studios to cater to your demographic for the rest of your life eventually yeah. they've yeah. got to start targeting it at who you were when you were 15 or 16 mm. you know because there was plenty of movies around when we were kids that were designed for us you know mm. and uh and and now it, it, you can't begrudge them the opportunity to sort of target a, a whole new audience you know and yeah. start investing in the people who are going to be like how we are with with you know superhero movies and stuff now mm. um you know that, that those people they're currently targeting are going to grow up and become the next generation of us. You know, yeah. Um, I think I think it's a it's a bit of a weird situation to be in though, because like we're at the age that we're at, but when we were much younger, we didn't have superhero movies or no mm. real viable ones. These are the first yeah. sort of group of viable superhero movies we've had, yeah, ever, and I don't. I don't feel this way personally, but I feel like a lot of people are kind of being cheated out of it because a lot of it's being catered towards the younger audience. Like a lot of them probably feel like these, these should be catered towards me. Yeah. Because like we've been waiting 20 odd years for yeah, this to happen. It's, it's our time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I don't I know. know. But I mean, you know, when we can, we can go home and we can fire up Netflix and we can see things like Jessica Jones and, uh, yeah, and, and all, all that sort of stuff, even shows that we didn't even know we wanted. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? We got plenty of that stuff now. Um, things like Westworld and stuff, and, and oddly enough, Westworld is raging success. That isn't even our demographic. That's like people who are ten years older than us demographic. Because that movie yeah. came out like with Yul Brenner and shit in it, you know. Um, <laughs> like it's it's it wasn't like a '90s movie that they're rehashing. This is a classic film, mm. um, and, and admittedly, they're doing a great job, but. It's it's one of those properties that's like nobody knew they wanted until it came out and we saw how great it was, you know. Um, yeah, so I don't know. I mean, I I thought the trailer looked it looked cool. It was very paint by numbers. Even just the choice of music, um, the scene where they go from serious to then in school and they bring out oh, what some top forty indie track thing I can't remember. And I was like, uh. Yeah, you can you can totally see that a trailer company has put this together, you know. Yeah. Because that's yeah. what they do—they outsource trailers to specific people who are d this their job, you know. 
Um, and uh, you could tell because they used the same carbon copy sort of idea of just the right a sprinkling of humor, just enough action, yeah, a little bit of something you've never seen before. You know, it's like it's it really is paint by numbers. You know, mm. and and mm. I mean I, I don't begrudge them that either. That's cool, but it, it it left me a little bit underwhelmed with the trailer because of that. You know, they didn't yeah. show me a trailer like that I'd never seen before. They showed me what they show for every teen movie. You know, yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, in in the end, I'll, I'm looking forward to it. I'll go watch it. Yeah. I'll probably enjoy it. Mm. But um, yeah, oh, yeah. the I, I, no it, doubt. Like, I, and to be honest, the vulture looks sick. Yeah. For the for the one second that we saw of him, um, Michael Keaton is... literally playing Birdman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. God, that had to be on purpose. Like they they oh, yeah. were like, Vulture's going to be the villain, and we're going to cast Michael Keaton. Yeah. We're gonna pay Fifty million dollars to do it. Yeah, because he won't say no to that. Yeah. But what? Um, oh shit! Hang on, I just made a crooked line. Um, I forgot. My, I forgot my point. <laughs> it was a big deal <laughs> in my head, and then it just went away. Um, Michael Keaton, Batman, Mister Mom, <laughs> Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. Um, oh shit! We said it twice. Beetlejuice. Ah oh, shit! <laughs> um, again, there was Does another movie on this people- as a kid. Does it count if two people like alternate it? Uh, I doubt it. Like, there's all these yeah. rules, you know. There's always yeah. rules. Yeah. They, they don't I, break those sort of rules until the sequel, man. <laughs> you know? that's, that's when they start really hitting home with the. Well, we need to massage these rules a little bit because yeah, it worked great in the first one, but now we need to push the boundaries. <laughs> oh God, the quest for more money. Yeah, yeah. All right, I'm doing some serious construction work here. Um, all right yada, yada, yada. Uh, okay what about the dc crossover episodes what you, what's your take on that have you watched them i heard yeah yeah i, I oh, okay. oh yes i have now yeah that's right I, I i hadn't caught up with um uh legends but i have now so yeah oh, okay um <laughs> first of all not four episodes uh what do you mean well they they were like you know four episode crossover this week blah 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 oh yeah well hang on yeah that's right there was like 10 seconds of one in arrow uh the end of no the end of supergirl the end of supergirl was like flash turns up it's like oh yeah yeah we need you all right see you later all right and then they showed that again in 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 the flash yeah so there's no point dude Um, yeah um but yeah i i enjoyed it uh it was very fun it was probably a lot of <laughs> childhood dreams came true, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. um, especially seeing like that one shot at the end where like a whole bunch of them are just standing there. You got that hero shot. Yep. That was really <clears> cool. I was I was like squealing like a girl, going, "Oh yeah, my god!" Go get um, him. Uh, you know what? I was actually kind of pissed off at Arrow though when he, he goes up to Supergirl and he's like, "I don't want you there. Fuck you. Yeah. You're, you're an alien." I can't deal with aliens. It's like, come on, Arrow. She's cute. <laughs> deal with it for yeah. us, bro. Yeah. You're not enough, man. Because like, she could have solved all her problems instantly. I know. It's That's the problem with solved. having a Kryptonian. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, it was it was really enjoyable. I feel like the crossover was more a two episode crossover. It was with was. with Flash and Legends because like uh, Arrow was in a bit of a tough spot because it was the hundredth episode as well. Yeah. Um, as a hundredth episode, it was great. Yeah. As a crossover episode, it was just, nah. Yeah, nah. Very, very disappointing. <laughs> yeah. But still, I mean, you know, I, I didn't, 
uh, I watched them over a couple of days like everyone else, but I sort of, I was catching up with a few things. And I'd, I, I jumped a few episodes ahead, which I've mm. since caught up with. Um, yeah. But uh, it was really disorienting actually because, you know, in the in the crossover spoilers, Cisco sort of gets over his little hatred hard on for... Uh, Barry. Barry, yeah. yeah. And, um, and that was cool. But then I went back and watched the episode before that and he's still like, <laughs> he's back again. He's like, Barry, I hate Barry. We're not friends and shit. I'm like, didn't we solve this already? And then I realized, oh, that's right. I'm watching him out of order. <laughs> Like, but that really bummed me out because I like Cisco being the levity of the show, and mm. when he's all angry and butthurt all the time, it was actually bumming me out. Yeah, um, and yeah. he's entitled to be, but uh, just you know, it was just I was just like, mm, once yeah, the whole back. the whole time you're just like, can you just guys just just be friends again? Yeah, yeah, just, just super friends. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, they, they 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 I felt like that arc just went on a little bit too long. That's all. But oh, yeah. I mean, well, listen to me, you know. I got to see the Flash and Supergirl kicking ass together, you know, like... <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can stop being a little bitch about it <laughs> and just enjoy it for what it is, you know? Yeah, I mean, I was just happy to see something like that, mm-hmm, you know? For sure. Seeing a lot of, like, characters I've known for ages appear live-action together. Yeah. I mean, there was no Batman, there was no Superman, but you know, who gives a shit? Yeah. Uh, you know, maybe Superman will show up in the next one. They've got their own fucking movies, right? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. We get we get their story, and even then, like then you got Batman and Suicide Squad and all that sort of stuff. He's a busy man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, all right. Well, you know what? We might call it there, man. We've been yeah. harassing these people far too long. Um, <laughs> all right. So as always, thank you for watching. This podcast is brought to you by Corey Wire Art because we don't have a real sponsor. Sponsors, I'm looking at you. <clears throat> Um, okay, if you're watching the stream sure, and you want to listen to us on your commute, search iTunes for Pretty Sketchy Podcast. If you're an audio listener but you want to see what I'm actually doing, uh, check us out on YouTube, Pretty Sketchy Podcast. Um, yeah, thanks for dropping in, Michael. And uh, I guess I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> thank you for dropping out in the middle of it. Yeah, that's right. Thank you for the dropping out. Dude, technical issues akimbo today. But we got, it, we got through it. We're good. Yeah. Hopefully. I haven't checked out the stream yet. It could be another <laughs> catastrophe. Um, but yeah, all right. <laughs> Just bear with us, people. This is this is a whole new ball game. So this whole live streaming business. Even even I was listening to the Rooster Teeth podcast today, and even they were bitching about their live streams not working properly. So, you know, if they can't yeah, they, do it right, I've got all the excuses in the world too. They they never do any work though. So. <laughs> that's right. That's that's their day job. They got all the time in the world <laughs> to fix their shit. I got to come home from like a hard day of Christmas trade, and then try and put this shit together. Get home. I told you this, but how's this, people? I wake up this morning, the water's out in my whole street. <laughs> I'm like, I know we should have finished like five minutes ago, but just, I got to get this out there. Right? <laughs> and then all of a sudden, like I get home from work. My brother calls me. He lives two doors up. He calls me the second I pull into the driveway. I go, did your power just shut out? I'm like, oh. <laughs> so I walk inside, sure enough, blackout. And so I messaged Michael and I'm like, yeah, we can probably do the podcast tonight, but I got no power. And so I had to just sit around hoping and praying that someone from the energy company would fix our street, you know? And then, you know, this is, you know, Chuck, just wedge in the middle of that, just 5,000 customers all wanting to undercut like cost on every deal that I did today. So, you know, so if I'm a little grouchy, just bear with me. <laughs> anyway, I'm out of here. I'll catch you later, I'll catch you later guys. Uh, PrettySketchyPodcast.com, uh, all that nonsense. You, you know the drill. Oh, this is just this has just gone into Bill Burr territory. <laughs> <laughs> all 
right. Vote for me on the next X Factor. Vote for yeah. That's why that's why Marshman was second runner up. You didn't vote. Get out there. <laughs> All right. Catch you later.